Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. diamond. Experience! And welcome to episode number 25 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast for Monday, September 8th, 2014. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and hopefully this podcast brings you some sort of entertainment on your Monday or whenever you may be listening. I mentioned this back on episode 20, but thank you to all the listeners for continuing to download and listen to this show. It's It's been a lot of fun getting to bring you all these fun conversations with People from various walks of life, whether it be film, uh, television, sports, uh, art, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun getting to meet new people and also reconnect and learn new things uh, with people that I had already met before. Uh, as far as the news goes, there's not really anything major that's came out. Um, as far as stuff with the show goes, I have booked two guests, one which you'll be hearing next week, and that would be with Blue Wahoo's PA announcer, Josh Gay. Uh, he also does several other things with Channel 3, and it, it'll be a fun conversation. He's a really fun guy to talk to, and I hope you guys will enjoy that. I'm pretty sure you guys will. And another guest that I booked that you'll be hearing in a few weeks is WEAR Channel 3 morning weatherman Christian Garman. Uh, this is one that definitely surprised me, but it was a very welcome surprise. Uh, he actually does his own podcast as well, which you can find on iTunes and SoundCloud, I believe, on Sundays called Digital Downtime. It has Christian Garman and his co-host, whose name is Travis, I believe, where they talk about events that are going on that week in Pensacola and the community. Uh, they also talk about movies, uh other things that are happening in pop culture. They'll have guests on. And it, it's it's a fun show. If you like knowing what's going on in the area, it's a really fun and informative show to listen to. So I highly recommend it. And it's called Digital Downtime, and you can find it on Facebook and Twitter as well. But really, other than that, there hasn't been too much going on. Well, I, I take that back. There has been one thing. Um, with Friday Night Lights, the... Channel 3 high school football program, I actually got moved from doing the score box to doing stats, which it kind of surprised me, which is due to budget cuts and them wanting to keep me on the team. So it's different for sure, and I definitely gained a ton of respect for people that follow sports stats. And luckily, I had some kind of understanding of football or else I would have been dead in the water. But it was fun, and it was a good learning experience, and I look forward to doing it more. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But this week on the show, I have two very special guests. And to give you a little backstory on why these two guests are on my show for this particular week, when I started this show, I knew that I wanted to have the Unicorn Wranglers as my first guest. Well, I had a friend of mine approach me, saying that I should have him and another person on my show. And I said, I'll make you this deal. If I can make it to 25 episodes, then you guys can be on the show. Well, here we are at 25 episodes, and I have fulfilled my word, and 
My two guests this week are Zach Dykes and Willis Cannon from the Nerd Cave podcast. Yes, you heard me correctly. It's Zach and Willis from the Nerd Cave, the other podcast that I do. But it's interesting because we delve a lot into the backstory of how the show was created and what it's about and why we have so much fun doing it and why we think you should listen to it. And also getting to learn more about them. I mean, I even learned things about them that I didn't know about some of the things that they grew up playing, watching, and things like that. And it's that was what really surprised me was that I got to actually learn a couple of new things about two people that I've known. Well, I've known Zach for, wow, a long time, back since he was 12, I believe. And Willis I've known for about six years, I believe. But it was fun. I mean, getting to actually learn new things about them and you know, providing you guys with how the show was really created, because I don't think we've ever really explained it on any of the podcasts that we do. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And of course, Zach has to take his usual digs at me, but you'll get to hear that momentarily. So sit back and listen to this really fun conversation I had with Zach and Willis. And we're back on episode number 25 of the Derek Diamond Experience with my two special guests this week. From the Nerd Cave podcast, we have Zach Dykes and Willis Cannon. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. How are you, Derek? Good. Good. Thank you for joining me for my 25th episode. Well, when you get paid the big bucks, you know, you can make time for the little people. That is true. You know, when, when I started this, I I knew who I wanted for my first guest, and then if I made it to 25, I was I was going to ask the best podcast around to to be interviewed, and you guys accepted, so it's pretty yeah. fantastic. After some finagling, um, the green room was not up to par, I'm just saying. Well, I did the best I could. You I mean, know, I, I specifically stated I wanted only green M&Ms, and... Feel like you messed that up pretty bad because there weren't no M and M's at all, and a green bowl to put the M and M's in, which seems kind of it seems like a regular request, but yet there were no M and M's. Yeah, there were Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> Wait, totally you got Skittles? Different. Yeah, I got Skittles. Gosh. What did you get? I didn't get anything. Not even now or later's. Nope. Well, wow. when you have to. When you have to pay a potomatic fee every month, it kind of eats away at your budget. So much for that RSS feed, huh? Yeah, rumors are it's still in the works. <laughs> but anyway, the first thing I wanted to ask you guys, because you've your show's been on for a little over a year now, but where are you guys from? I don't know, are we supposed to? I guess we answer... A very small town in Florida by the name of Jay, Florida, which is like an hour away from Pensacola, which everyone seems to know. So most of the time when people ask that question, I'm so accustomed to saying Pensacola. Or you just say like from northwest Florida or something like that. Like if you go to central or south Florida, some people there don't even know what Pensacola is. Yep. 
But uh, growing up in a small town, like were both of you guys always into the quote unquote nerdy things like video games and movies and all that fun stuff? I'll let Zach answer this one since I answered the first one. <laughs> um, yeah, I was into stuff. What specific <laughs> stuff? Uh, if you've listened to the Nerd Cave, I don't like to be specific about things. So uh, I was into stuff of nerdy nature, such as if I was going to name a few, Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball Z, video games of different sorts. Um, picking on this one guy named Derek. Um, playing music. Picking on this one guy named Derek. And uh, Batman. And and Vin Diesel. What I mean, what it boils down to for me was more or less specifically, I, I if I had to break it down, I would say video games were the thing. I mean, that was kind of like really the only nerdy thing. Like what specific video games? Uh, well, I mean, if we're talking, if we're going way back, I mean, I gotta go like when you Super were a kid. Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. I mean, I love the Contra games, me, and uh, I used to play those with my dad. So we had Contra, we had Sunset Riders, uh, also, you know, the classic Game Boy games like Tetris and stuff were always really fun, um, and it it kind of became more about, like, that was just a, a thing we would do off and on, was just play video games, but then, you know, I got a PlayStation, the original PlayStation, I would say that's when I started to actually play video games a lot more than I should have, considering I was in school. What uh, what games did you have for the PlayStation? Oh, man, NASCAR 97, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA Street, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, really big into uh, the sports games when that happened, but I would say the, the one game that kind of changed the way I played video games and the amount of time I put into video games came a little bit later after the uh the playstation stuff and that was easily the halo series yeah i was about to mention that as well i know uh when halo came around that's pretty much all everyone around here played and we did it pretty much every weekend we i mean we used to literally play in school yeah yep, i remember those days i believe halo one came out was it 2001 Something like that, like the early two thousands. That sounds yes. about right. So, what what grade were you guys in when that came out? We were eleven. I was eleven. So, what is that? Sixth grade, seventh grade? Yeah, sixth or something like that. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit older than that. For me, though, it was it was really Halo Two. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we had fun playing Halo One. And that was more or less we would just have like two or three people just playing it on the same screen or playing the campaign. But Halo 2 was when it started to get everyone was into it. So you had, you know, four versus four versus four with 12 TVs and all kinds. That's when it got a little bit not out of hand because we had fun doing it. But spent a lot of time playing Halo 2. Got more hardcore. Yeah. Now is uh, especially when uh, when I donned the mantle of 
scraping monkey. <laughs> that, that, that was so, my name on Halo. That sounded so much cooler with the Skype error. Yeah, it was. It's like it's slow a, mode like raping, raping monkey. monkey. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, w- would you say Halo Two is probably your favorite of the Halo series? Yeah, for me it is. I mean, that's the one that I had the most fun playing. Like it was very, we did it. We played it in some unhealthy ways because we would, uh, in high school I played sports and specifically baseball was the key one. But anytime we had a game day, uh, we would all leave the field house together before the game and we would go play Halo two for a couple of hours before we had to be back up there. And let's just say it's not something you should do as a team because obviously you have to split into, into groups and then you play against each other and there was some animosity during the games, but it was always fun. It was always good after the game. Like we oh, were always, course. yeah. It was always handshakes and hugs and apologies and whatnot. But Halo Two is it for me easily. What about you, Zach? Halo Two would be mine. On the only thing that makes Halo Three a little bit better in aspect would be the launch night. Would be you know staying up and you know getting. Halo 3 and Mm -hmm. staying up and playing it that, you know, because we were seniors, I want to say seniors or juniors when Halo 3 came out. We were seniors. Yeah. And I remember not being of age to stay out (laughs) past 12. I mean, I could stay out however long I wanted, but on the license, uh, it's, you know, what once you're 18, you don't have a curfew, but it's like before that you had to be in before midnight. And I remember being an hour away in Pensacola sitting in the mall waiting to get the game. Yeah, because that was before the Pace GameStop was built, so mm-hmm. anyone in Jay that wanted to go get a video game had to drive to Pensacola. And not only it. that, but like seniors are supposed to have senior skip days. Well, for Halo 3, it was like a full-on school skip day because I remember literally sitting in a house playing with like 24 other people. That's awesome. Yeah. That, you know a video game is successful when a whole school or at least a whole class bases their skip day around it. Yep. That's pretty crazy. I had no idea you guys did that. Yeah. I remember I didn't go to the Halo 3 launch, but Willis, me and you went to the Reach one. Mm-hmm. And that one was pretty good, too. And I remember we stayed... Didn't we beat the campaign that night? Yep, we did on Legendary. And I remember we were not worth anything nope. the next day. And I, I remember crazy. getting home, getting to sleep for about an hour or two, and then I went up and I got called in to go to work at ERAC. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I finally went to sleep, I think it was Robbie, Brett, and someone else were still at my house. And then when I woke up, everybody was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay up anymore. It was, it was fun. Like I, I don't know if I would do that now, but you got to go to at least one midnight release if you're a gamer, especially with something like Halo. Agreed. I mean, if it wasn't for work, and I don't, this is probably going to spoil a future question, but if it wasn't for work, I would be picking up Destiny at midnight, technically yes. tonight when this yeah. comes out. Yeah, I, I would too, absolutely, but um. Playing video games, would both of you consider yourselves to be more 
like fan of multiplayer games or single player games? Oh, that's a really good question. Mine would be single player because I'm very story driven when I play a game. Mass Effect is my favorite game of all time, but I have to have a story. If I don't have a story, then I'm not going to play it. That's why Call of Duty kind of and Battlefield are not my favorite type of games just because their story is very lacking and they push their multiplayer way too hard in my opinion um i think for me i would have to also give the edge to single player games but just slightly like if i can find a game where everyone else is playing it like a halo then it probably would push that but at the moment i mean those story driven games are it's just it's hard to replicate that in any other form of media because you know you have books you have comics you have movies that you watch and you can get invested but with video games it's you know it's your creation and some of these things that you're spending you know 45 plus hours with so some uh, 200 hours yeah or more you know hours like oblivion and whatnot but uh, i would say the single player games right now are they're just more accessible yeah that is true I, mean, I I lean more towards single player games just because those are the ones that I grew up playing because I don't have any siblings and I don't really have any relatives that play video games. So I always play the single player ones. Like I, I didn't really get into multiplayer games until probably high school. Like Halo and you know, you had the Mario Kart games, of mm-hmm. course, and those are really fun multiplayer ones as well. Which game do you think you've put more hours into, Elder Scrolls or Mass Effect? Uh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, I, I, I figured. Yeah, Elder Scrolls is more vast with their stuff, so it easily I've easily put close to 200 hours in Skyrim. So It's, it's a lot less linear. It's a lot less linear than the, the Mass Effect series. Yeah. So... It's easier to put more hours into that. But, I mean, what it boils down to me is, you know, three games to three games because, you know, you had Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. And putting as much time as I did into those three, I can't imagine I put more into Mass Effect than that. Yeah, which I, I knew how much you guys had played Mass Effect. So I figured if Elder Scrolls, I figured, was number one, and then second would be Mass Effect, or at least it would be close to second anyway. Yeah multiple playthroughs on those, whereas in the other ones, not so much. Yeah. As far as, well, I mean, we've talked about video games, but what about movies? Like, what were some of your favorite movies growing up? And then, like, when you went on to, like, high school and college, what were some of your favorite movies around that time? Troll 2. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. That's an inside joke for those who don't know. Lion King, Aladdin, um, Great Mouse Detective... I mean, obviously the the Disney movies, right? Like yeah. growing up, up, those were pretty big in the '90s, and every kid kind of watched those. I would say for me, growing up, a lot of the lesser known Disney movies, like the Goofy movies. Oh yeah. Oh, Goofy movies, fantastic. I, I can specifically remember, like, watching the Goofy movie on repeat, like every single night before I would go to sleep. Yep, I watched that one. Plenty of times. It's it's got one of the best soundtracks too for for a Disney movie. Would you say it really stands out? 
even if I have to shout out loud. <laughs> uh. Uh, I listened to both those songs the other day. It was great. Uh, what about uh, like when you were in high school and into college? Like, what what are some of the like popular movies that you can remember really liking around that point? Iron Man, Avengers, unfortunately, uh, and then the best movies of all time: the Batman trilogy by Chris Nolan. Would you say those are really the best movies of all time? Yes. Because they have the best superhero of all time. So here's something I actually don't think I've ever asked you, Zach. Why is Batman your favorite? Defender of Justice. Yeah, I can I can understand that, I guess. And the gadgets. That's what it really comes down to, the gadgets and the car. It's tough it to comes argue down to the that. I would have to. If we're, if we're arguing for gadgets, you know, there's none greater than Mister Gadget oh, or Inspector Gadget, as we so thoroughly know him. I completely forgot about that cartoon. That was one I enjoyed too as a kid. I I saw the first uh, live action movie with Matthew Broderick, and I remember thinking it it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. And then I think they came out with a sequel or something, and. I never watched it. I mean, this is a bit off topic, but right before we started recording, I I put up a a video on Facebook that both of you guys will enjoy and anybody else who wants to see it. Um, but it's a, an acapella group, and they do like a little 90s medley, or medley, and it uh, Inspector Gadget is one of them. It has the DuckTales theme. Oh, it's nice. real good. It's real, real good. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out once we're finished. But going on into uh, college, both you guys graduated the same year from Jay High School. Where did you go to college, and what did you major in? Zach's is a lot more interesting than mine, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> okay. I attended Troy University till 2012. Graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Music Education. I participated in the... Sound of the South marching band there that has at least 300 members every year. Um, got to perform in front of close to 100,000 people, you know, at, at the bigger games, like when we went to LSU in Florida. Um, had a really good time there. Um, met some really cool people. And actually, uh, you'll get to this question later, but met one of my uh, good friends that I uh, podcast with as well. In Troy, uh, um, while I was there, I became a Jedi, then left the Jedi Order and became a Sith, and now I practice the dark side. So that's what I did in college. Also, I got night vision goggles and made a sandwich once with them. While wearing a turtleneck? <laughs> a black turtleneck, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw in an Archer reference at some point. Uh, Willis, what about you? Uh, I ended up going uh, to a local college, a community college, by the name of, well, they changed it now. It's a state college where they offer bachelor degrees. But uh, at the time, they only offered two-year degrees, and I ended up with a degree in multimedia technology. And uh, I guess currently the plan is still end up probably going 
back to school, but at the moment I ended up with a job where I wouldn't say more schooling is really necessary, but you know, I still want to go and uh, get a degree where it's, it's more targeted towards like broadcasting and film. Cause that was what I wanted to do. But the local, the new job is, you know, kind of, I'm the TA, uh, teacher assistant for technology and a technology contact at the high school we graduated from. And I also do the morning TV news service every morning up there. So still ended up in the degree, which is nice. And, uh, but yeah, I, it just worked out better for me to go somewhere local because at the time I was working close to 40 hours a week and going to school. So, right. It, it was just easier for me to do that. I wouldn't say it wasn't easy, but it was, that was just what was available. So, and another thing I actually haven't asked you since the season's over, but you worked with me at the Wahoos this summer. What, uh, how did that experience go since you were kind of the new guy in the press box? Uh, I enjoy it and <clears throat> I think I have something that I enjoy it more than, a, a you know, a lot of the people up there probably, you know, because I actually enjoy watching baseball, which I understand is not the funnest of sports to watch, but you know, getting paid to watch baseball is, I can't really complain about it. The only issue that I had with it was the, you know, the hour long drive that only got worse after Pensacola was hit with a pretty bad rainstorm like the worst in Florida's history and we lost kind of the we lost sections of the road that would help me get there quicker so it became an hour and 20 minutes essentially if traffic wasn't bad so that was the worst part but like like I said getting paid to watch baseball was I can't complain and what was it that you did I ran sound yeah, what's funny is I remember you wanted to do, at first you wanted to do both sound and camera, mm-hmm. but then you ended up just running sound, so. Yeah, I only it, ran it, camera for like one game, and that was because we were short, but I ended up just doing sound, and I think <clears throat> I think it was easier for me to apply as the sound guy because I was coming from a job at a radio station covering Braves baseball, so that was easily a foot in the door. You know, going from MLB to double A was, I don't know. It's just much better to be there live instead of listening to baseball on the radio. I can say that much. Yeah. I remember when you first told me you were interested in working there and, uh, I was telling our boss, Adam, about you. And I mentioned that you worked at a radio station and then he was instantly like, Oh, do you think he'd be interested in running sound? Cause we didn't have a sound guy at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I don't think it would be a problem. And it, it all worked out. Like, honestly, the crew we had this year was much better than last year because I think everybody played off of each other a lot better. Like it, to me, it was a lot more fun and a lot more laid back atmosphere. Cause the majority of the people were there last year. So most everyone had a full year of experience and and everything, so it, it was it was fun. It was really fun. I agree. But uh, moving on to the podcast you guys do, the Nerd Cave. What made you guys want to start it? And if someone were to ask you, "Hey, what's your show about?" What would you tell them? It's about a cave made of nerds, like the candy nerds. Yep. And when you walk in, it's like that old school 70s, like where you had the beads hanging in front of the door, but this is the nerd ropes. I do like the nerd ropes. 
<laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> it's uh it's about stuff. And things. Very, very spot on. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I mean, Zach, you were the one um, that initially came up with the idea to do it. Uh, yeah, I had been going through pretty rough time because of where I'd been working. Thankfully, I've got out of that hell hole. Um, but I um, was pretty depressed and started listening to Kevin Smith on his plethora of podcasts and everything and that was pretty much the only way I felt good about myself because you know made me laugh and all that kind of stuff and then I started thinking well you know I'm pretty funny you know I've been told I'm funny and you know I've got opinions about stuff that I like and one of his big things he preaches that you know everybody should do a podcast you know because it's a free market nobody's a gatekeeper and all of this kind of stuff so I was like all right I'm going to do a podcast and the only person that's ever talked about podcasts with me was Derek. So I was like, we went to dinner one night and I said, you want to do a podcast? And we started talking about it and it went about a, a month later and we m got back with dinner again, I want to say, or lunch. And we started talking about it again and it kept building and we finally came up with a name. And then one night we sat down and recorded the first episode of the Nerd Cave podcast, and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. The sound quality. Not necessarily content, sound quality, and our flow was way off, but, you know. Well, you two had to share a microphone, so. We did. And, and in our defense, we were kind of limited on what we did. And we were sitting, were, me and Zach had this huge red couch where we could sit and record in the studio that we were using and for the first one we had to sit directly beside each other so we could use the same mic and it's just it it's such a funny picture in my head because you have me and zach sitting really close to each other and then like 90 feet of just red couch where anybody could sit yeah and you had the, the giant plastic container in between you two holding the microphone. Yeah, that was we, full of candy. Because <laughs> there weren't any stands there at that point. But one thing that I've had conversations with people about podcasting, and they say, oh, well, it, it seems like it would be really hard to do. But it may seem that way, but it's not. I mean, the hardest thing really is finding time to do it. Like, with us, it's kind of just matching up our schedule, which usually we're free on weekends, so, you know, we can record on Sunday, or if that doesn't work out, then we can record on Monday. And then that's really the hardest thing about it, is just finding the time. But the, the easiest thing to do is you just figure out what you want to talk about, get a decent microphone, if you can afford it, get a mixer, if not, then USB microphones will work, and you just talk. I mean, that's the thing that I've heard the most about the Nerd Cave as far as reviews go is that people say it just seems like three guys talking about stuff they like. Which, that's, that's kind of a key thing. You know, obviously, I don't think you would start a podcast if you weren't going to talk about something you didn't want to talk about, but it's much easier to go on about stuff you enjoy talking about. Yeah, but what what do 
what do you guys talk about? Like, what is what is the premise of the Nerd Cave? Reviews, I think, is like one of the key things. Um, most of the time, we'll have two or three things a piece that we had either watched or played or took part in, and <clears throat> you know, being able to review those things so that not only the other two people on the show, but people who listen can get a baseline for if they would be even slightly interested in, you know, playing a video game that I talked about, then, you know, I feel like I did good by both me and that person and by the video game. So I would say the review part is really neat. And then kind of just headlines, I guess, the normal stuff people would talk about, like news. Mm-hmm. Usually if there's a big convention like E3 or PAX or something like that, that'll usually be a big point in discussion. But I, I agree. I think the reviews have probably become the biggest part of the show, in my opinion. But what what have been some of your personal favorite highlights from the show? Because the show's been going on since May of 2013, so there's over 70 episodes to look back on. But what what have been, it can be funny or it can be like just good discussions that have been on the show, but what, what have been some of your personal favorites? Mine would be probably the gags or whatever you want to call them. Um, we have a the lot running of running jokes. The running jokes. There's a lot of them, you know, uh, Vin Diesel as anybody in any movie would be better than whoever they cast in the movie. Um, John Lovitz. That one plays. is probably my favorite. Yeah, the John Lovitz. <laughs> because one's that fantastic. one was completely by accident. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you were trying to say Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt. Levitt. And, and you said <laughs> Joseph Gordon Lovitz. <laughs> you know, Lovitz or Levitz. Yep. <laughs> but then it was even uh, better because not I feel like not a whole lot of people I if I had to pick a handful of friends that would know who John Lovitz is, it would be you two would be the only people who would even remotely know who that is. So the fact that once we said something, you know, I corrected him by saying it was Joseph Gordon Levitt, and then Derek had mentioned something about John Lovitz, and then Zach ended it with a like mocking him by saying thank you and it's like we were the only three out of people i know that would have gotten that at all uh the john lovitz thing is a very good one hugh hauser you know (laughs) that's amazing but uh probably the best is snask girl that that was for me that's what it was gonna boil down to and I, i wouldn't say it's necessarily that moment but like any moment where there's a gap in the recording because we're all laughing uncontrollably. Yeah, unfortunately, the one we enjoyed the most was one that we lost due to technical issues because we were doing a top five because in, in our earlier episodes, we always ended the show with a top five list and we were doing movie quotes and Zach took the uh, Jobin quote from I Love You, Man. And, and for some just, reason, he read the whole thing and we were just dying laughing like tears were flowing. That's how hard we were laughing. So we stop recording. I get back to my house, listen back to it, and I hear nothing but crackling noise. 
And I, I had to send that unfortunate text message by saying we lost the audio. Which made it, it even a, more awkward because not only did we lose that, but then we had to re-record. And I remember I had to like bounce or either didn't show up because of work. Yeah, you, you couldn't make it that day. So I had to put a disclaimer at the beginning saying that you were only going to be in like the first three-fourths of the episode. Yeah. The, the SNES is a very good one just because I remember there being a pause because I was reading my list or something and I could hear you guys laughing. Or I could, I could hear Zach trying hard not to laugh. So then I look at my phone because I assume that's what it is, and then I see the SNES thing. So I get up because we're all recording over Skype in separate rooms in my house. I get up. <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, hope. it does. <laughs> that's how much we trusted GarageBand. But I walk out of what was then my editing room, and Zach's sitting on my couch just laughing his ass off. So I start to like tickle slash attack him. And then my dog starts attacking him, too. <laughs> I don't even know what it was about that picture. It was because, Derek, you had talked for, like, a couple minutes straight of, like, Nintendo which rarely ever, stuff. Which rarely ever happens on the show. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you were sitting there and you were talking about the Nintendo thing, and then Zach had sent me that, and it's it's unexplainable. I just don't know. It, it just happened. Yeah, there there have been some other good ones. Like, a lot of them happened... Like in the earlier incarnations, I mean, funny stuff has obviously happened. Uh, has happened now. Like one of my favorites was the episode when we had Josh on, and I did the echo thing. With the that mixer. was great. Yeah, that was and there's also awesome. you can't forget about my brand. Oh my yeah, brand my brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zach, like audibly sounded like he was gonna die because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> it's still your soundbite, Willis. I think intro. that. I think that was the second time my brand appeared and it was, we're over, scri- over Skype and it was mm-hmm. like 10 times funnier then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. But what, what about some of the uh, other accomplishments that the show has had, like getting to interview people at Paracon? That was a good one. Like the first major convention that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Fanaticon, obviously. Like, really, it, we've had success at all the conventions that we've been to, which I think has been really, really fun. But um, do we have any conventions uh, coming up soon? Fanaticon in November, correct? Yes, in mid-November. I'm really looking forward to that. That was like a that was an interesting kind of convention for me because I remember going to it and like it was in a hotel so i just i remember going and then getting up eating breakfast and all that kind of stuff just to get ready for a convention was kind of not something i ever saw myself doing but it was definitely neat yeah it it was different i mean it was the first year it had ever been done so it wasn't the biggest convention in the world but i thought it was really well organized everyone there was was friendly and everything and you know all the guests were interesting so yeah. i i personally enjoyed it quite a bit and they had a mega man speed run what convention has a mega man speed run fanatics that's what separates it from <laughs> the pansies that is true that mega is man true. speed run the mega man speed run was pretty awesome 
God, video game speed runs are awesome. Yeah. Um, Zach, you mentioned that you met a friend in college that you do a podcast with. What is that podcast, and what are some other shows that you guys do? The friend that I met was Josh Sheffer, and he played trumpet in the band. And we became good friends through having classes together because he was a music educator as well. And we uh, just stayed close after graduating. Um, and I wanted to make another show that, you know, that was totally different than the Nerd Cave. So we started originally it was called the TARDIS cast. And that's because I was big into Doctor Who at that point in time and couldn't come up with another name. And then we really didn't talk about Doctor Who that much. <laughs> so uh, we got back the next week and I came up with, well, I stole and came up with Fist of Monkey. And it's been branded that way the whole time and have an amazing artwork done by Brett Brooks, which is our friend we met at Fanaticon. And talk about Canada and that's my favorite part of the show is uh, I get to do my, my Canadian voice and say hashtag Vancouver. And uh, Josh talks about Apple News and we get on our soapbox about education every now and then. And the other show that I do during the week is Time for Comics where me and my co-host Derek Diamond, he's a total tool, tool bag, but uh, we uh, yeah, discuss comics. We discuss comics, and he's always, always on and on and on about Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. If he had an Uncle Ben, he would be dead. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've got some Uncle, ben, Uncle Ben's in the... Got some of that right there in the pantry. <laughs> oh, I do too. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy all of them. Yeah, he um, he enjoys going to movies with Thomas and Martha Wayne as well. <laughs> Man, that one stung. <laughs> uh, I've sent him that meme before, so he knows. Yeah, <laughs> I just ignore it. <laughs> what about you, Willis? Do you do any other podcasts? Uh, well, other than the Nerd Cave, the only one that I do is a kind of seasonal one uh, with my co-host Derek. We do fantasy football conversation it's called fantasy football for nerds and uh, i would say we give fairly good advice um it's pretty it's a pretty straightforward podcast and uh we tend to agree on a lot of things which is funny because that usually doesn't happen but i mean i, I think well, we, it I think we, we have a lot of advice. we have a lot of the same viewpoints with when it comes to fantasy football because we even draft similarly yeah which is kind of funny but um, some stuff that is coming up or things that have already happened, just kind of some random questions I wanted to ask you guys before, before we end the interview. What's, besides Destiny, what is the video game that you're looking forward to the most? This year? Uh, it can be this year. It can be next year. Something uh, that may have been recently announced or just something that's coming out, say, within the next year or so that you're excited about. I would probably go with the new Dragon Age. I am super stoked for it. As am I. But for me, uh, the answer is for a game I don't even own a console for yet, but it's got to be the new Smash Brothers game. 
Yes. Is and that... I mean, I think I think once Zach starts to play it a little bit, we'll have to get up and play it and record it. But once Zach starts to play it, I think he'll agree with us. Yeah, I'm. I want to play it. I've never played Smash Brothers, so I definitely want to try it. The thing about it that I just love so much is it's so many different play styles, and there's so many characters to choose from. Yeah, it's it's such a genius concept because I I remember seeing the old commercial for the N sixty four game back in when did that game come out? So happy together. Yep. I just remember thinking that's such a genius idea. You've got these iconic Nintendo characters fighting each other. Some of them have never been in the same game together, like ever. And then they went and on, sorry to cut you off, but then they went and then you had, that was just the regular Smash Brothers, but then Melee came out for the GameCube. And that kind of sparked a humongous, like competitive scene with this game. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that aspect of it too. I, I I'm nowhere near good enough to be competitive, but that is that will be the goal eventually for the new one, and that's what I look forward to the most. That's kind of the one aspect where Nintendo failed with Brawl. They purposely like held back on it. Like I don't think they wanted it to be an esport. But I don't understand why though. I don't either, but they seem to have made amends, and this one is getting rave reviews from people who have it in Japan. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm excited about that. Um, I'll I'll throw Zach a bone here. I'm really looking forward to the new Batman Arkham game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think it looks great. And even though I've already played all the other I've played these games but they're coming out as a set, I'm stoked for the Master Chief collection. Huh. <sighs> I'd have to have to buy an Xbox One. I'm not looking forward to that. And yeah, me and you both. But Halo 2 just looks so good. Remastered, it just looks amazing. Like it, that's, um, that's one of the few games that, honestly, when I saw graphics from it, I was like, oh my god. It's going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mentioned on uh, Fist of Monkey that... With 3 and 4, they've bumped it up to 1080p, 60 frames per second. So they've actually done something with those two games. Sweet. So, And I saw some gameplay from PAX with Halo 3, and it looked, it runs so smooth. That's going to be great. But the uh, one of the last things, favorite summer movie of 2014... For some reason, I have a feeling we're all going to agree on this. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Zach, you go first. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. um, The one I enjoyed the most would definitely be Guardians of the Galaxy. But the one that's right there with it would be Days of Future Past. That is quite literally word for word my same answer. Yeah, to me, they're... They're really close because, to me, they're two different types of movies. Like, Guardians was just such a breath of fresh air because this is something that I think has, looking back on it, hurt the superhero movies a little bit. Like, it obviously has it financial-wise, but to me, review and just fan appreciation-wise, 
a lot of the superhero movies now take themselves way too seriously. And Guardians did not. It was just a fun 80s-ish sci-fi movie. And I say 80s-ish because it was made like in the style of an 80s sci-fi movie where they used actual songs in the movie along with a score and they just had fun characters. And that's why I think people enjoyed it so much. Because all the characters kind of had their their own little niche. Like a lot of people, Groot is their favorite. I've met people that think Rocket's their favorite. Some love Drax, some love Gamora, so on and so forth. Like I've met, every character has been said that it's their favorite by by everyone that I've talked to. Like I've heard, you know, one person say this person was their favorite and so on and so forth, which I think is really cool. And I mean, Days of Future Past, I think, was still a great movie, but it did have some some lines that were just a little bit over the top for me. And I think it's, I think it comes in second because we had such high expectations for it. Yeah, I, I remember Guardians initially it having low expectations, and then once reviews started coming out, as far as how good it was. That that's when the hype really started for it. I mean, you know, going back to the questions, I, I think, or the question, I think Guardians is just like the essential summer movie. Yeah, I I would totally agree on that. Which you mentioned, uh, X Men kind of had some lines that were a little iffy for you. Like, what specific ones can you remember? Oh, I don't really remember. I just I remember leaving the place thinking. Some of them were kind of a bit over the top. I mean, you had the like, you also had kind of the ending, which I enjoyed, but it seemed like an ending that should be like ending the actual series. Yeah, I do remember you making that comment. It's going to be hard for them to top that when they actually do end it. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what they do uh, with this next one coming out, for sure. But the last thing I wanted to ask, and Zach, I know you'll enjoy answering this one. Do you have any social media that you'd like to plug? <laughs> you wanting our personal or the nerd cave? <laughs> um, all the podcast ones. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. I've done this once or twice, I think. Um, you can find uh, the, the nerd cave at the underscore nerd cave podcast. No, the under let's try that again. The underscore nerd cave. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, um, not image. There we go. I was going to say imager, Instagram, <laughs> and our podcast. The nerd. I mean, our Lord God. It seems like I have not done this. Our website at the nerd cave podcast, and then dot com for our website, and that should be it. What about uh, Fist of Monkey? Fist of underscore monkey. I've never heard of that brand of monkey. <laughs> it's got a big fist. That it does. Well, guys, thank you for coming on for my 25th episode. Uh, I think uh, I think fans of the Nerd Cave will enjoy the kind of behind-the-scenes look at uh, you know, some of your background. Yeah. Now, Derek's background is just like a solid gray. Yes. 50%. 50 
shades? Yes, fifty shades of gray. Fifty no, percent I'm, of the time. I'm gonna Every make time. a request. Okay. You're gonna play at the end of this podcast. Dancing machine. There you go. Jackson Five Dancing Machine. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you'll, you. You'll get it. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Have a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Zach and Willis, thank you once again for coming on and celebrating my 25th episode with me. And next week, we will be looking into the world of announcing with Blue Wahoo's PA announcer, Josh Gay. So definitely tune in for that one. That's going to be a fun one. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at DDiamondExp, like us on Facebook at The Derek Diamond Experience, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And that'll do it. See you guys next week.